Hello. Welcome, my shining mothers. It's Tiffany Lynn. Here to talk, share, and adventure into a journey of discovery that's been provided by, that's right, my motherhood. Here, it's all about going down the journey to victory, facing challenges, wins, and losses. Make sure to follow this podcast and share it with everyone because they don't want to miss this adventure of motherhood. Hey mamas, I hope y'all are doing well. I certainly want to remind you that you are amazing and I hope you are treating yourself as such. Um, Today is gonna be a little bit different. I have a dear friend and colleague of mine um, that's just gonna talk on mommy stuff, all things mommy uh, today on this uh, episode. So we have a special treat. Uh, With me is Nicole Nunez. Uh, She is actually a working finance specialist. She's a new mom, as well as a new author. So I'm super excited that she's here um, just to kind of chop it up today and talk about um, all these things related to kids and money. Hey, Nicole. Hey, hey, Tiff. Thank you so much for that amazing uh, intro. And thank you for having me as a guest on the show. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell us about, you know, you being a new mom. How's that been? What's it feel like? Oh my God. It is amazing. Um, Kai, you know that when it, one of your favorite little buddies, um, he is an amazing little guy. He is everything and more that I prayed for. Um, Mm. and it's just been, I, I can say the most challenging thing about motherhood for me was the actual pregnancy. I had a horrible, horrible pregnancy. It was, oh wow, yeah, it was, oh my gosh, I had carpal tunnel. I had, uh, <laughs> I had, um, I had early Braxton Hicks, which, which those of you moms who know, that's the, um, you know, the pains, like the kind of like the hip pains and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I can honestly say God is really good. And I, I prayed for him for a very long time. And he is the sweetest baby. I mean, even when he's having his little, you know, fallouts and stuff like that, um, he's a pretty reasonable little guy, you know, like, hey, Kai, you have to be patient with mommy. You know, you have to be patient. Please wait. And then he'll kind of yell at me, yeah. yell at me again. And then it'll be like, okay, well, I guess I can wait, you know. so um and then I think on the opposite side right you ask God to give you these babies and you want to make sure that you're doing the best you can he is our first um and you you don't want to be overboard right you know you don't want to put too much on them even even as babies right you don't want to be too uh overwhelming um I'm always hugging and kissing him and and wishing that he'd stay little but he is running all over the place now. So I think that aside from maybe the toughest thing is kind of just having that fear of holding on too tight, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's very independent. He's 16 months and he wants to feed himself. He wants to do everything. He wants to, uh, you know, we work from home. So he wants to join me on a consult, right? He wants to type. <laughs> he wants to look right. at the calculator. So um, he's a very sweet little guy. So I, I would say the most toughest thing for me probably is just not holding on too tight and let him explore that uh, individuality and that independence. Yeah, definitely a strong young man and uh, exhibiting leader characteristics already, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, thank you so much. 
Yeah, so um, he's here, you're navigating being a mom, you know, definitely working. And one of the things, you know, I've experienced so much is just how much kids require, not just attention wise, but financially, right? You know, mine are a little bit older. So I've gotten past the daycare phase, right, right, which right. was frankly more than, you know, what my mortgage payment was <laughs> right. um, at the time. Right. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but definitely now they're in activities and all of these things. So, you know, I know you've got that kind of financial specialist acumen. You're like, I, you know, how, how do you think, see or handle, um, planning for his future as well as just kind of the day to day of kind of what he needs, um, in general? Right. So I'm glad you asked that. Um, there are many things that go into planning. One thing, um, I, I'm not, I'm going to throw my age out there. I'm 39. So I am. I'm the last of my friends to to have him, right? And we are very blessed to have a village um, that supplies and um, supports him. But before even having knowledge of that village being supportive, I planned before he got here, right? You know, um, and we are talking about infants. I mean, we were buying diapers. We were buying diapers when mm-hmm. I was about six months pregnant. Um, we bought the crib when I was about maybe eight months pregnant, you know, just planning ahead of time, budgeting, right? And of course you, you have these things in your mind. Well, oh my goodness, how much diapers, you know? <laughs> well, how long is he going to be in this size? And right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what am I going to do here? Um, I'll also be honest with you. I, you know, um, with us being here in the South, we have once upon a time, it's a baby thrift shop. Um, hmm. these kids grow out of these clothes so quickly and he, yes. we thought he was going to be a 10 pounder. Um, we thought he was going to be a big guy. So he wound up being seven eleven. but I had, uh, I did not buy newborn. I started mm-hmm. at three months. I think I bought three to six months and three months. Um, but I didn't buy any newborns. Uh, and he had a lot of hand-me-downs from a lot of cousins and things like that. But honestly, just that preparing yourself financially way beforehand, uh, budgeting. Right. Uh, we had purchased a new car. I knew I wanted an SUV. Uh, we purchased mm-hmm. the SUV before he got here. So it's kind of like not fitting him into our budget, but fitting our budget and and creating it around him. You know, so okay, um, yeah, yeah, and I know a lot of people probably can't do that, right? And there's no right or wrong way to do this thing. Um, there are many solutions, and there are many resources, and there are different ways. Uh, as you say, uh, you know, there are more than one way to skin a cat, right? Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, just definitely that pre-planning, that budgeting and looking for cheaper alternatives. Cheaper does not mean less quality. I think sometimes we have to get that into our minds as well. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. Talk a little bit more about that. So cheaper does not mean less quality. So one great example of that is, like I said, the once upon a time, the, the baby thrift shop, right? I can honestly tell you, I have found... of items with new tags on them. You got to remember these people have kids that grow out of these clothes so quickly, um, but they were baby shower gifts. So they can't turn them back to the store. They can't get a credit. Uh, They waited too Mm -hmm. long. And then like my guy, there's so many shoes. Oh my goodness. There's so many shoes (laughs) that he just skipped over. I mean, literally it's not even that it got too tight. He'd skipped over altogether. Right. Right. So, um, 
you know, you now it's tedious. I won't say that I just walked in there and looked and then, you know, boom, we had a whole wardrobe, but um, waiting, couponing. And when I say couponing, waiting, watching these things while they're going on sale, um, going to Ross, going to Burlington, going to um, Marshall's and even in Macy's going to the clearance rack. You know, I am a big, 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 I will wait that thing out. Okay. I will wait it out to get down to that lowest price. (laughs) I will. And then I will stock it. I mean, I will stock it to the fullest. Um, So that's one thing about, like you said, talking about cheap is always not less, is not always less quality. Um, I'll find Nike things. I found polo things. Um, I found name brand quality, but I'm not going to spend, I, I can't fathom. And, and all you moms out there, this is a no judgment zone, but I just can't fathom spending $80 on a infant, a three month old suit, right? Track suit or something like right. that, that he's probably right. going to wear one time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's just doing what works for your household, but, you know, not putting yourself in that box of, oh, I have to get this. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. You know, um, with my kids, because I've got two girls and two boys, mm-hmm. it just so happened, uh, especially with the girls, since they're right there together, that Erin, um, my second, she got a lot of hand-me-downs mm-hmm. and it just, it was what it was. Um, and the same thing with the boys, ironically, you know, they're a little over a year apart. Um, people always ask, are they twins? And I'm like, no, because they're the same height. Right. They wear the same everything. They share their shirts. They share jeans. You know, only thing I get separate are jacket, shoes, and underwear. Right. But everything else, you know, it's a free-for-all. And um, and honestly, as the girl has gotten older, they've come in my room and gone to my closet and vice versa. So, you know, it, it definitely works out. And it just makes financial sense in that regard. Um, right. Everything doesn't have to be new, new. It can, but um, it's just kind of how you want to to strategically uh, place that into your budget and what that looks like for you. Right, right. So, absolutely. Um, apart from that, um, do you have him in daycare? Do you have him at home? And kind of what was your thought process in making that decision? So initially, I had always planned. So uh, I had worked from home before the position that I have now. And uh, excuse me, I was in the office and then I negotiated working from home for the three months that, you know, he first got here his first three months and then I was going to go back into the office. So I had always planned for him to go to school around three months. Uh, So that job ended up and wound up ending and then uh, found the new position that we're at now. And I did put him in daycare and he lasted for about two months. (laughs) He was in there for the month of December and the month of January. And then I went into crazy mom mode, crazy mom. Uh He was getting sick. Oh my goodness, girl. Every week. Yeah. I mean, every Mm -hmm. week, every single week. And I was like, this is crazy. I was like, if I had a job that I had to go into, I'd be fired. I was like, this is no. So I took advantage. This new position uh, was a direct permanent work from home. So permanent remote. And I kept him home with me luckily, or thankfully, I would say it was a position to where I can maneuver. You know, he's a little guy. He's not crying too much. He's kind of doing his own thing. Um, of course at that time, they're still sleeping most of the day. So, um, I kept him home with me and it just worked. He's 16 months now. Uh, we, we just moved to Nashville and I still work from home. I'm still working remotely, but uh, I have decided that I do want him to go back to school at two because I do want okay. more of a structured learning day, right? 
So right now uh, we have a structure for the day. He gets up, he eats breakfast. uh, We do his devotionals. um, Then he watches school for the most of the remainder of the day while I'm working. You know, we do, we take breaks for lunch. He goes down for a nap and then he's watches school again. So He's up to date. We just had his, uh, we just had his, uh, 16 month, 15 month checkup. Everything is great. He has all his gestures, but I just want that more formal. He, he knows how to be around other kids, but I do want that more formal of, all right, we're doing ABCs. We're doing this. We're doing that. So the, the purpose of me bringing that up is I, we went to an open house for a private school. Now, as you stated mm-hmm. before, the, the cost of daycare and things like that. So they do have a curriculum for the two-year-old class, but come to, to my surprise, uh, the price is just as much as, as daycare. So, which, wow. which is actually a good thing because when you think of private school, you're thinking like, oh, wow, how can I afford this? You know? And um, it just goes back to budgeting. You know what I mean? It just goes back to budgeting. Uh, thankfully, I don't have to worry about gas and, you know, buying lunch outside and things of that nature. Um, I'm really, you know, uh, my husband, you know, he has his set of what he takes care of as far as, you know, he takes care of the household and that leaves my income to be able to say, you know, hey, our trips, our savings and, you know, certain things um, that I want to do for the baby. And, and that's included. So once again, just back to that proper planning, uh, back to looking what resources are available. They do have financial aid, um, you know, to see, is he going to go full time? Is he going to go three days? Things of that nature. So um, that's pretty much what the whole plan looks like in regards to him and his childcare. Right. So evaluating the options too. Yes, because sometimes yes. I think uh, as moms, we can have an all or nothing approach to it. Like, oh man, there's no way I could do that. Right. But sometimes it might be, okay, I can do part, I can partially do right, this. Right, right. Um, and and that, that spreads to more than just childcare. It could be an activity. Maybe they can't do all season of a sport, but maybe um, you can put them in a camp. Yes. That's maybe a week or two weeks or some, something like that. So that's something that I've had to do with uh, my kids is kind of, especially since there's four of them. I mean, there's just no way as a single mom that all four kids are going to be able to do every single thing. Right. And that just work out. Um, it, it, that, that's just not possible. But what we can do is we can stagger seasons. Right. Of, okay. Well, this season, this is going on and vice versa. So um, it, 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 it's a plug, plug and play. Um, but, and you have to be a little, use some, some finessing there, but it definitely is feasible. Right. Um, right. So apart from that, you know, kind of what other things have you done to kind of prep for his future? And like even other moms as we're thinking like setting our kids up so that, you know, they're on a good trajectory and, um, you know, we're growing collectively as a family from a financial perspective. Absolutely. So there are quite a few different things, right? I am a firm believer in uh, taking taking advantage of all opportunities that present themselves. Babies are cute. People love babies. They want to give everything to babies, money, hugs, kisses, anything that you can think of. And I am actually capitalizing on that, right? Um, We wrote a book and I say we because his name is on there as an author as well. Uh, So I started him a little business. We self-published two books. And from that business, um, he has been flying internationally. He's been traveling internationally since he was three months old. So we actually started 
a uh, specialty travel accessory line for babies and toddlers, right? What is something that your baby loves to do? What is the market missing? And you can start a little business for them that, you know, but make it their own, right? His logo is his face. His face is his little right. logo, Travel Like Kai. Um, I've done some product research. And as a mom, as my as a mom myself, and as a previous flight attendant, I know where those areas are lacking for resources, right? But maybe your little one is, you know, they love cookies. There's something about this special cookie that they love, right? Or they love coloring or whatever it is. Try to find that thing that sticks out to your little person and turn it into a business. Um, yeah. I do not believe that everyone is an entrepreneur, but I do believe that everyone can be a part-time entrepreneur. Everyone can have that side hustle. Um, so I, I do believe that that could be for everyone, right? Now that's in the sense of something tangible, something physical. Um, and if it's not fixed, don't, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? A good old, a good old, uh, lemonade stand. Some things that you have seen that, you know, still hold true to today, right? Now, yeah. On the non-tangible side, uh, where we come in from, you know, what I do professionally, I have different child savings plans in place. Um, now, you definitely want to research these and see what works best for you. But I have what is called a child savings plan in the form of an index universal life policy. So what that means is that he will have money that is gaining interest, that is being used. Um, well, they don't like to use the word investment, but is a safe way to grow his money. Uh, he'll also have living benefit protection means, God forbid, he gets a critical injury, he gets sick or hurt. He can put a claim against this money so that can help him get better. Um, and then this is a lifetime, this is a lifetime policy. So something that will benefit him as he turns into adulthood and God forbids mm-hmm. get sick as he gets older. So you want to definitely check out uh, different sort resources in terms of earning money for your child, right? In terms of investments. Now, I'm also a firm believer that college is not for everyone. So I'm not a big fan of 529 plans, things of that nature. And that's because you can only use that for college. And aside from only using it for college, which, excuse me, let me correct myself. I believe that they've recently changed it to where you can use it for uh, books and where you can use it for private school as well. So just double check with your state, no matter where you're listening, listening to us from. But when you're talking about college, you know, you have to do your FAFSA form. Um, if your child is not independent, which in this state, we hope most of them aren't because um, inflation and things are that are crazy. When I was going to college, I submitted documentation for me to be independent, um, you know, due to certain circumstances. But when you want to talk about um, resources, a 529 plan, for example, that is counted as income. Now, you know, of course, the more income you have, the less aid that you're going to receive. And aid isn't necessarily just a loan. It could be grants, scholarships, things of that nature. And it can push you. Right, right. Yeah, it can push you out of that window all because of this 529 plan. And then the worst case about the 529 plan, you have a child who doesn't even want to go to college and it's a use it or lose it kind of situation. Right, right. Yeah. So- 
basically, um, what I hear you saying is find something of interest to them um, yeah. that relates to them and start them as early as possible with that to generate income. Um, and then also considering, you know, their present and then uh, plans for their present and their future. And as you said, definitely research it, see what's going to work best for you. But um, that's definitely really good insight and feedback and things to consider. Now, and I, and I really love what you were talking about, um, how you started the travel business um, and the, the books associated with that and the products surrounding that. Um, I didn't start that when I was my kids were younger, but now that they're a little bit older and I'm understanding what their interests are, um, my older, she loves to draw. She has a natural um, talent mm-hmm. for art and it's insane. Awesome. And she's just now starting to take art cl- classes. So, you know, she's got things she's starting to look at doing with creating digital pieces yep. and, and, and selling things. And, and then my next is um, she likes marketing and creating uh, content, mm-hmm. right? So and they enjoy doing it. It's not something I have to twist their arm with doing. Right. Um, they want to do it, but it, it can turn out to be something that's going to be very lucrative and set them up for their future as they go on to their next. So I love that you getting him started at this age. Like he's going to be on a good trajectory. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's true. And I love the fact that uh, your oldest, she's already has, she already has her mind on, okay, mom, I can sell digital prints. We're talking about NFTs. Uh, they even even have they even have online art galleries and I'm actually going to do some research and I'll send that to you after we get offline um, I'll start looking into that because I've seen it um, and then with your other little she can actually teach content creation to kids because content creation for adults and content creation for teens and kids are totally different because she is in that air if she is in that uh, that group, she can speak their language. So now right. she can even start consulting with toy companies, consulting with children-based brands whose target markets are kids, and she can create content for them. That's a job right there within itself. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. a phenomenal outlook and suggestion. But, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, moms that your kids are interested in. And as moms, we are so in tune to their likes and dislikes, even if they're not initially sure what that may be. I'm sure that you have an inclination and in being able to present certain things to them, they'll probably just pick it up and run with it. So that's really exciting. Yes, Any, yes. you know, less thoughts of, you know, things you would want to share with um, moms about financial piece um, of things? Or is there any other little nuggets or tidbits you want to share? Uh, this, so definitely look into um, resources as early as possible. Um, moms that are pregnant out there, moms that got little guys, I put, um, I put the policy on Kai when he was three months old, I believe. Um, you want to don't have that. I think sometimes as parents, we don't want to look at the future. We don't want to even think about anything grim happening, but times are changing. And when I say times are changing, uh, for insurance, for these purposes, I'm talking about life insurance. Life insurance is no longer a resource after you're dead. It's now a tool while you're living. You know what I mean? So we definitely want to look into make sure that uh, we're planning and setting them up for their future, but look at alternatives to what we were brought up on. Um, I'm an 80s baby. So we were brought up on uh, 
you know, bonds and uh, CDs. And we're learning, (laughs) right? (laughs) We're learning now that there are better options and alternatives as opposed to those things. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being with me um, and all our mamas out here that turn that tune in weekly. Um, we're so glad to have you. Uh, we look forward to keeping up with you and Kai and seeing you guys be successful and your businesses continue to grow and flourish and just him continue to grow and flourish as a young man as well. And I'm sure this won't be the last time that you'll be here, but thank you so much for being here. And mamas, I hope you um, have a phenomenal week. If you have any questions, you know, feel free to drop me a line and uh, we'll circle back and get those answers for you. Um, Again, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Please continue sharing love, even when it gets tough. Make sure to come visit me next week for another great message. Remember, don't let anyone bring that crown down. That is Tiffany Lynn signing off.